Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back to Phil's Recap and Review, The Walking Dead Season 8, Episode 12, The Key. And welcome anyone who's joining us for the first time or the last time or whatever. Welcome to this Recap and Review of The Walking Dead. Now, I was going to be joined by a guest this evening, The Walking David, but time zones be fucked. So David might not be able to join us this evening. He may join us later in the week with uh, Joe to talk about what Joe thought. So unfortunately for some, the people that are extra annoyed by me, which I know there's probably a lot of you out there in the world, but depending on who you are, what you have you, you have to deal with me tonight. I mean, I would love to hear what Joe thought about this episode because I think I might be somewhat... I don't know if it's a compliment to call an episode better than last week. And I think the best compliment I can say for this episode, and we're going to get into it, break it down, look at it. But the best thing I can say for this episode was it was better than last week. But still a lot of stupid fucking shit. But at minimum, I was somewhat distracted by the flashy things going across my face. But even when I'm alone. I'm never really alone. Not really, because when I'm here, I have with me the live mother fucking chat. Look at these fucking people. We got Jasmine, we got Jimmy, we got Thrashface, we got Paul, D. Oh, can we play instead of because I, did, I didn't want to see Rick and Daryl talk, but I would have loved to see Gracie and Judith fight maybe over a bottle. Baby Cage Crib Fights. Mary B's here. Welcome, everybody, tonight. Let's dance. Okay, a lot of stupid fucking shit happened in this episode, and I can't wait. Hopefully sometime, like I said, later in this week, we'll get Joe Dirty Locks on here, because I know at some point I'm not an idiot. This channel might be called Fill the Issues Guy, and there's a lot of videos of a lot of shows that we talk about, some of which Joe talks about with me, some of which he doesn't. But I'm not under any suspicion of anything other than... For the Walking Dead recaps, I want to hear what Joe thinks because because he's he's the uh, he he's always right when it comes to the Walking Dead, right, everybody? But no, it's good to be back this week, and I can't wait to get into talking about this episode. So <laughs> let's see what you guys in the live motherfucking chat have to say. I love you. We get Jadis at the end of this episode with Negan. Basically, this episode revolved around a couple of storylines. The the Rick and the Negan final interaction, which which had some ups and downs and silliness to it that will break that down. Then we get into the Hilltop stuff. And I got to be honest, some of the shit that happened in the Hilltop arc tonight just didn't necessarily even annoy me. But I think within some of that, we got some of the most dry unemotional type of acting that we've ever gotten on the show. A, cu a couple of scenes in particular, I just didn't feel engaged into the situation. I understand also that the show now, we've seen whatever our next step after this Negan and War arc is going to be. When uh, Jack Bauer's president or whatever, the uh, the head of the... Was she president? The person from 24 that's in this season, that's uh, that was the lady. And I, I don't even, I forget. I know she was married to the guy that was Jack Bauer's boss on the show, but I forget what her job was. But I think she maybe worked for the presidential staff or something. But anyways, the character in The Walking Dead, to people are like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't watch 24. The character that, the new character that came in, I'm going to sell you some information on how to make this world better. That person was on 24. So until I know her character or care about her more, 
I'm going to call her character. All, all I know is that I understand that they're trying to institute some new stuff and bring in the, bring in the new. But to me, at sometimes it just feels like you're adding too much, too many new things to the pile. I know I want to move on from this Negan story too, and I want to move into some things maybe I can care about a little bit more. But this didn't seem like it doesn't seem like the right opportunity when we have so many characters that people potentially do care about that they don't know how to write, but instead we're choosing to focus on Enid or something. I, I don't know. I know we're waiting. We're ding, 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 drinking game every time I'm going to fucking bash on Enid. But they're giving her a lot of weight to do where you have a lot of people sitting on the sidelines. That's all I'm saying. And you're giving Maggie just stand there and look pissed and not say much. I don't know. I think, again, my biggest problem with it is more that I think within there there's some good stuff that could be unpacked and turned into turned into a better show than it is. But, again, it's marred by a lot of inconsistencies and, and not paying off some big things that maybe they push up sometimes. Some big things that they push up, like Lucille's bad up your fucking ass. Let's get in the live motherfucking chat. Lady Arrow, I'm here. Loved you. Hated the fucking episode. K. Rich, not as bad as it could have been. Tired of leaders going off plan, but at least Negan was betrayed. Gonna duck out of here soon. DirecTV cut me the fuck off. Atari Dad, go fuck up. Fuck DirecTV in their fucking ears. Mike, great to see you as well, Mike. Uncle, Uncle Patsy. Oh my God, most boring episode ever, Phil. See, Uncle Patsy, I would say last week was the most boring episode ever. I, I think, but you're... You're on to a very good point here that I can't argue with you that this episode was more boring for you than last week's episode because they all sort of blend. The only thing that keeps this episode slightly more exciting for me on some level was at least it had some action. It wasn't all heavy-handed stuff. But but again, I can say that all I want, but the fucking dialogue in this show is fucking horseshit. Like, horseshit. I'm sorry. And that's something that, or maybe it's not the dialogue. Maybe, again, maybe it's the way that the dialogue is delivered. But no, 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 no. Let me, let me, let me say fuck this. It's absolutely the dialogue. The dialogue fucking sucks. And, you know, it, it sucks so bad that I'm going to, I got to go over to my, uh, to my uh, co-host here that's uh, sitting in the walking David's chair. Let's see, let's see what he has to say about this shit. Yes, Phil. I think the dialogue in this fucking show sucks. I'm Dax the Drumming Dog, and it fucking sucks donkey balls. The fucking piece of shit ass fucking clowns that write this shit. What the fuck is going on, bastards? That walking oh sorry <laughs> that walking David just ever so he, he he when he gets into an impression. Damn now now he's being Dax the Drumming Dog. Fucking crazy. In insanity going on here in Issue Studios tonight. It is a fucking madhouse. I cannot wait. DJ Better, great to see you. Sorry you can't stay too long, but so happy you got to pop on in here. Is it that there? Let's go over here. I also forgot to mention that we do have a call-in line tonight, and we do have a voicemail line if you want to call in or text in either of those numbers. You can see them up on the top of the screen right now. If you're listening to the podcast later, you can call the voicemail line 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 781-990-8509, 781-990-8509, and 657-383-1465 to call in live and talk about what you think about this episode of The Walking Dead. It wasn't, uh, it, 
it wasn't boring. It's just the plot barely moved at all. Hannah, Hannah, excellent point. Uh, Hannah, always, always excellent points in the live motherfucking chat, but that's very well said. It's that they're always talking about the same things and it's the same loops. Jasmine, who has definitely been higher on The Walking Dead than some. I also thought Maggie was going to get shot since she's leaving the show. I'm expecting that almost at any minute. And Maggie, and I don't know if it's the knowledge that you know that she's done with the show or this, I'm actually feeling this, that she seems checked out at times to me in some of her scenes. And I don't know if it's a, discredit to the again the writers and the directors how they're how they're pushing her because we've seen her do so many things and feel and at least from my from my imagination or my memory or the way I feel about it Maggie and Lauren Cohen as an actor is a passionate you know can play big and can play strong a strong character whatever is going on with Maggie and whether it's that she knows she's leaving the show and she's already got her walking papers and it's just about like doing doing that last uh, doing your last time there before before you're getting out of there excuse me or if it's that they just don't know what to write for her either way she's sleepwalking and she's been sleepwalking for a season and a half and I don't know who the fuck's to blame for it because at this stage in the show and I talked about this a lot the last couple of weeks what they should be doing is is refocusing if they want to get some of the attention of and I, and I know not everyone feels the way I do or feels a lot of us do but I'm saying for the people that do feel or feel like they're losing something in the show I I I reckon I say that a lot of it has to do with the fact that there's too many characters too many characters we don't care about too many people that aren't interesting perspective characters the the original the core group that we still have living around even though sometimes they piss you off or sometimes they turn into stereotypical caricatures or do things completely out of character they have the biggest potential to make us give a shit about this show again for me it's never gonna at least i doubt it's ever going to be a new character introduced that makes me go oh shit i fucking love the walking dead again or the walking dead's getting better it's refocusing on the characters you give a flying fuck about Michonne Rick Maggie Carol when she's not an idiot and honestly at this point Daryl those five are the only ones I really give a flying fuck about everyone else there's a couple people I like here and there don't like there or want could shove this one up my butt could play with this one if I was if they if they clean themselves like whatever there's a couple people here and there that I don't necessarily have a fucking problem with and they might be good secondary characters if they weren't getting focus over the characters that you actually give a shit about so my point in all of this ridiculous fucking madness is saying that Maggie has the potential to be an interesting character at points in time. It's not out of the stem of the imagination of the fucking world that she could do some interesting thing, interesting things. And whatever's going on, they're choosing to write her like watching fucking paint dry. That's like like shit on a stick. This is Maggie. Every scene, I'm standing here. I am delivering dialogue I am gonna be wishy-washy and make a decent point and then cave to peer pressure somehow I'm Maggie I have no balls of my own or I have no fucking guts and fucking ovaries of my own I am now a robot 
Like, fuck you, dude. Fuck writers what they're doing to fucking Maggie. The character that we were first introduced riding up in a horse, kicking the fucking living piss out of people. Way to fucking, and it's, it's uh, figuratively, way to figuratively de-ball a character. Cut their testicles right the fuck off. Snip, fucking snip. Maggie, you're fucked. Get fucked. You know that, that, like, give me a fucking break, dude. It's just too much. It's too much what they've done to her. She's like one of my favorite characters. And I've tried to stay true with her for so long. But they just turned her into this fucking robot. She's not Maggie. That's not my Maggie. Not my Maggie. Maggie with as much charisma as a fake plant. <laughs> exactly, dude. Hey, Hannibal. Great to see you, buddy. And reminding everyone and myself to make sure I put the live chat on, not the top chat. That top chat is fucking bullshit. Enid is right up there with Tara as the most useless character, says Dave. Hey, Hannibal. Tom says Maggie has always been boring as fuck. She's just there for eye candy for Tom. Uh, Bliss says Stephen Ogg is brilliant actor. His acting is really the only thing that's really keeping me entertained in this episode. But it seems like he's going to die soon. And uh, hello. Hello. My name is the Maggie 9000. 0101011110101. I will kill all humans now. Technically, the stimulation of my negative power equals the bliss of humanity. Thank you. This is the Maggie bot, and I'm out. <laughs> Great to see all of you guys. Uh, Carrot says, I was looking uh, to her to lead them out of Rick's ditch. I, and guess what my point is? I think why the show is lagging, as much as I can blame it on the story the way the writers are, it, the story is one thing. If characters are compelling that can get you through a shitty story, they're, and I think always The Walking Dead, I've never given too much of a flying fuck about the story. I think even when it's good, it's iffy. Or even when it was good, it was iffy. It was simple. And something that could just make sense in more of a character study and looking at a what if. What if I was in this position? I can relate to that character. These are real people or somewhat real people. And whether they're boring as fuck to Tov or whatever, Maggie was never, never that kind of character for me. Maggie was one of the ones that was a little bit more of a highlight. I'll be honest about Carol. When I first saw Carol, I was like, I fuck this character. Could she die soon? And I kind of turned around on her. But Maggie, it's sort of a reverse that where I started out really liking Maggie and and for a long time, and now it's, as Corey said, I am the Maggie Bot 3000. You can feel the tension between Lauren and AMC through the screen. Yes, Hannah. And this has been, Michonne has been annoying, says DJ. Uh, thank you, Mike. Mike, you've been, uh, you've been, you've been talking, you've been talking to people again. You've been reading reports. I agree, Mike. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. They better kill Negan. Stephanie, who was in the other room, it's Stephanie's birthday tonight, was screaming at the screen tonight. Negan, please die tonight. Please die. And, uh, Simon, uh, someone else said about Stephen Ogg that, yeah, he's the best part of the show. It, again, in another episode, like, I can't wait to play these audio clips and listen to Stephen Ogg eat up some scenery. Again, he is, he is so fucking obvious. His, his, uh, yeah, yeah, what you think about Negan, uh, Dwight? Uh, what you, what you, what you, what you, th what you thinking about Negan, Dwight? What, what's, what's going on there, dude? Um, yeah, I think I'm doing all right. Uh, I think I want to kill Negan. Do you want to kill Negan? Um, do I, I want to kill Negan? I totally want to kill Negan. Do you want to kill Negan? <laughs> it's just a fun, it's like a fun back and forth between the two of them. Yeah, I got to get a better voice for that fucking dog. <laughs> and I got to get a close up too. People in the, people that are listening to the audio cast are like, what the fuck is going on with Phil tonight? 
Negan was in a wreck with an infected bat and bucket and goo and zongi and zongi. That's a new word, some zonginess. Negan, Negan was covered in zonginess all over him. And no, he didn't get an infection. He didn't get sick driving around in a car. Nope, nope, nope. He's just, he's driving in a Mustang, can't, outru can't outrun Rick because he can't outrun Rick the dick. It's, there's just a lot of ridiculosity tonight that, that we're going to have fun breaking down in this episode. So Alter says, hey, Phil, I finally stayed awake to see The Walking Dead live and the mother fucking chat. Is this a new woman going to take Maggie's place? I think Lauren is ready to move on to another project. I think maybe so. I think this is going to be our, well, I'm not sure if she's going to take, I think there are two separate issues there. I think that Maggie's gone somehow at the end of this season. Partially, spoiler alert for some of the reports that we've gotten, partially because of, I just think they run out of things to do with her character, and and she's just boring. Maybe both things feed into each other. I do think this is our next storyline. What Whether it's to replace Maggie or not, I think this is the next thing after Negan. This is a season nine shit starting to creep in, clumsily. At least that's my perspective of it. I don't think we're going to see much of this or hear much of these in the final episodes. But what does kind of piss me off, again, before we get into our recap, is that ultimately we see that scenes from next week, it's like another episode of them driving here. <laughs> basically, basically, it's... We're going to get, uh, they're, they're just going to pad this out until we get to the mid-season finale to have this final confrontation at Hilltop. Next week, we'll see everybody else. Then maybe we'll see, catch up with Jesus and, uh, we'll catch up and we'll pray to Jesus. Oh my goodness. And <laughs> great stuff in the live motherfucking chat as always. And we've got a, uh, wait, let me look at this fucking shit. I got a fucking text message, but I can't fucking find it. Where are you, motherfucker? Oh, there you are. There you are. Thank you. Thank you. Phil, I hate The Walking Dead, but I love being able to check out your show. I know that means so fucking much. And we'll get, we're getting there together through the good times and the bad times. On the scale of where does this fit? On a scale of where does this fit? What the fuck am I talking about? On a scale of where does this fit? Comparatively to some of the other episodes this season, it's, for me anyways, this was on the up. Again, closer to the top than the bottom. Or maybe it's coming off last week. That's a better way of saying it. It was better than last week, and I liked Simon in the episode. Is that is that is that is that enough? Is Simon and this was another great Simon episode. And another one of those moments where I don't know exactly if it might it would have been a thousand times better, but Stephen Ogg would have been a better Negan. He wanted to be a Negan, and you can see it in what they're giving his character to do now, and I I'm not saying this show would be a thousand times better with him as Negan, but he probably would have been a better Negan. Negative one out of ten says Kane Swiss. I would give it like probably like a two out of ten or some shit like that. Kenneth says Simon doesn't even like Negan. I feel like they made a decision to skip the whole whisper storyline or at least downplay it. Hannah, I have a, I have a feeling you're gonna be right you're gonna be right about that. Slight comic spoilers for stuff I've read about or talked to Joe about off air. I don't see them doing that storyline without Carl being around. It's and just for another thing about the show versus there's certain storylines that certain characters are really important for. So we'll, we will see what happens with that. Let's see, Jazz. Simon just needs to kill Negan. You, you got to hope that's going to happen, or at least the attempt's going to be, at least there's going to be an attempt. I hope it's not just Negan sneaks up on him and then turns everyone against him. 
So let's not. DJ says I give it a four and a half on a scale of one out of ten side buttholes. And don't forget the lobster. <laughs> you motherfuckers. Simon didn't have enough hair to be Negan. Simon just needs to be Negan. So here we go. The old lady was weird at this moment. She was weird. Oh, and that Morgan Madison clip. I can't wait. We got that quick little shot of Fear the Walking Dead, which uh, actually is what Stephanie's doing in the other room right now. She is sitting watching Fear the Walking Dead. She had to wash the uh, palate taste out of her mouth of this Walking Dead episode. She's a big fan of that Fear the Walking Dead. But what I'm doing is going to recap. Okay, welcome back, everybody. Sorry about that Med fucking uh, ridiculosity. I had to get some get the energy out there before we get into our recap here of this episode. So let me get the audio clips up flowing, get the shit up shit a splatting. One of these days, Phil is going to jump up and <laughs> jump up in TMNT boxers. One of these days, it's coming soon. Oh, thank you, Big Kev. It was uh, fucking amazing to be on Tony's channel. Tony is amazing. Hopefully, we'll be able to get Tony back here soon for maybe one of these Walking Dead casts or something a lot more enjoyable to have Tony on. But very, very, very excited. That was totally random and was excited to be able to fucking do that. <laughs> Time to do the dishes. So here we go. Yeah, exactly. My mom's screaming from the other room. Do the dishes, son. So the episode opens up, and a couple of people were saying that is the relationship between. Uh, I've seen a few people say this in the live chat. Corey says, "Is it me or does Negan and Simon give up a Megatron and Starscream vibe?" I absolutely see that. <laughs> Simon is totally Starscream. Uh, lo love this song. Play it on sports radio, Phil. Oh, awesome, Lady Arrow. Uh, and Simon is the best. Simon number one. Clap. Simon is the best. Simon number one. What am I drinking tonight, John? I'm drinking Yingling. Mm -mm -mm. Yes, I need a drink. Thank you. Negan had bad writing. I would imagine that Stephen Ogg would have done better with it, but he deserves a better role than playing Negan. Excellent point there. I, and I, he deserves so many better roles. I hope the work that he did on this, Better Call Saul, Westworld, all this transitions him into a good role. I'm not sure... Maybe a horror movie, maybe something. I don't know exactly what it is would be a perfect vehicle for him. Uh, star, kind of a starring show. I see him maybe going some roles that like people like Christopher Maloney get, things like that. Uh, I don't know. I could, 
I want to see I want to see him find the perfect vehicle for his talents. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, I think it's more than just being a sidekick or a quick one-off character. I think he's got some he's got some skills. And you're right, Negan Part might have been an end of a career for him where something like Simon that isn't won't get as much collateral fucking damage of everything that happened with the shit the shit era of the walking dead where he'll it'll be like simon was the high point but if but if uh steven steven og was negan and it still was shit he'd be more oh yeah fuck him he, he can't carry a show he can't do this so something like this will more look like more people will be interested in hiring him off of this as being one of the high high points coming out of this two season malaise of the walking dead so, uh, so okay, so let's kick into this fucking shit and talk about this episode. We start up with a close-up of Negan's smile. Negan's face, like, I mean, like, a big close-up. Like, you guys want to see up my nose here? Like, right the fuck here. Yeah, see, crazy. And a big one, super close-up. And Dwight, who's even closer, and he just looks pissed. He looks, and he looks at his rings and cigarettes he's been keeping. And there's a knock on the door, and it's somebody. It's our good friend, Mr. Negan. Mr. Negan, hello. Mr. Negan, are you talking? <laughs> of course, of course, I can't figure this shit out. Wrong one. Oh, there we go. I gotta say. There we go. Mr. Negan. I gotta say, it is damn good having you back. These things gotta get done. I need my top guys out in front acing that shit. Thanks. It's such an awkward scene. Thanks. And yes, it was really awkward again. I'm sorry. Got it. I'm sorry. That's that shit again I'm talking about. That's that fucking useless, we have to be artsy at the beginning there. Why did you have to do those close-ups at the beginning? I know it's a trivial little fucking thing, but it's continuous. There's a couple shots later in the episode, like this... This shot of Enid and Michonne from the bottom on the top of a school bus as Enid was getting schooled with the word school there. Like, really, guys? Maybe a little on the fucking nose there? Give me a flying fuck burger. Don't try to be more creative than you are. You don't see me sitting here reading Shakespeare on the podcast. This highbrow podcast is brought to you by Audible. We're going to be talking about Shakespeare tonight. Act 2, Scene 3 of Hamlet. Horatio enters left. I, Hamlet, I have your balls in a noose. Hamlet, oh, my balls are in a noose. I'm so sad. Enter Ophelia. Oh, the biscuits are burning. Zabbity doobity. You know, I'm not doing that shit on the podcast. No one wants to see that. Well, maybe some people do. But no one really wants to see that. If you want to see that, let me know, of course. But, because <laughs> I had fun doing that. You know my point. Like, know what kind of show you are. The action stuff with Rick and uh, Negan wrestling and all that shit in a better episode. I'd be okay with that stuff. That's action-y car chases. People... People getting into accidents, walkers throwing around, playing uh, patty cake with people and pig pile games. Like, all of that shit's fine. Just, just come on with some of this crap. <laughs> the art, yeah, I need an artsy filter, Tom. I need to, I need to put on, I need to get like a visual, like a, a sepia, sepia tone thing going on here. And get all, get all artsy, highbrow, fartsy. 
get my cardigan on and shit. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> I think we're going to see Dwight's wife again. Corey says, I think I'm going to rename her Alexia the Maggie, Maggie 9000. Yes, Corey. I think you should do that. <laughs> That's definitely a good idea, Corey. I want a Maggie to give the lady Nickelback records. <laughs> Phil and Mike play Fortnite. Uh, I've I've actually heard about that game. You're, you're like the second second or third person uh, to to mention that game in a short period of time to me, Mike. Uh, you can you can never tell if Negan is testing him because of how he talks to him. It's not that scary. It's just lame now. I agree, and it's done very on very purposely. Amb ambiguity. The very. Oh, forced ambiguity. I, I'm like fucking Elmer Fudd sometimes. I can't think of what I want to say. Forced ambiguity. That's all, folks. See, I'm not still not used to my new setup because that deserved a uh, that deserved like a sound effect or something. That's all, folks. That was needed. So, uh, <laughs> Timothy says, God, this episode fucking sucked. And I know I started off this saying, yeah, it's all right. But you know me. I always want to come out. It's good. It's good. It's good. And then throughout the episode, Joe talks me into why it was a flaming pile of shit. Like, in this situation, the best thing, again, I can say about this episode was I enjoyed it better than last week. That's it. Because of Simon, last week to me was a snore fest. I had trouble staying awake last week, which is that where this week I was more awake calling things stupid. And I don't know if that makes the episode better or worse. But yes, to get back to the scene. this. Just forced ambiguity. The rest didn't walk away. Well, until I got to the woods, kept going. And I headed toward Hilltop. I figured our people would be putting up a blockade sooner or later. Good job. But we pulled the block. Oh my fucking god. Oh my fucking god. Double tree. Double tree. Holy shit. You were right. <laughs> you were right. Uh, again, Stephanie was saying this in the other room earlier. Is Rick blind? How the hell didn't he hit Negan once? Fucking once! When he was shooting those guns, so boring, starting to lose interest. And then you notice, to, to, I'll just add, to add insult to injury to that double trade. The fucking top of it all. Top of the fucking sh food chain, mom. Top of the shit stain, mom. They fucking, he runs out of bullets. Like, the only time these characters run out of bullets is when it's convenient to when the writers go, well, this character's backed into a quarter. What do we do here, dude? Uh, um, I think I know what we should do. Let's make Rick run out of bullets. Remember there's a bullet weakness? A bullet, bullet shortness? That's why Eugene's making bullets. But, but, uh, but yesterday we didn't worry about the bullets. But, but today we're gonna, and it will all make sense. Because people don't care. They'll tune in anyway. <laughs> now, what you guys don't know is that's actual actual teleplay from the Walking Dead writer's room. And I'm not supposed to have that information, but I have an inside source that sends me these audio clips. And and I'm not allowed to play the audio clip, but I have to, you know, replicate it in my own ridiculosity. So that is actual 
actual transcripts. I said teleplay. What the fuck? What am I? Was this Telemundo? It gone. It's <laughs> transcripts. The fuck. I love all you guys in the live motherfucking chat so much. I got to thank you. Thank again all of you for being here every week joining us for The Walking Dead. And you know, you know what? You know what? I love you guys so much. I got to do this because this motherfucker is awesome and I want to play this right now while I while I talk in the background. Here we go. <laughs> Sure, I haven't played this in a while. I don't but, care if you uh, played it in a long time, motherfucker. Fucking animals. Mike. Underrated fucking shit right here. Okay, here we go. He needs to, uh, Dwight's like, um, dude, I don't care. Negan's probing him, telling him not to trust him. Dwight talks and talks and talks about some shit, and Negan talks and talks vague threats, and he tells him to get his ass to work. So then we cut to another close-up of zombie guts coming out with Negan. Getting ready for another monologue. And that's, you got to be crazy. You gotta have a real need. Sleep on your toes when you're in the streets. No, okay. So, sorry, Hannibal. I'm fucking with your shit there. But awesome. Thank you, Hannibal, for always sending me some awesome fucking music and knowing how much I love Floyd, sending me some Floyd shit. So, Hannibal, awesome musician there in the live motherfucking chat. Gather up the jackpots for refreshers. Guts is guts. Push it in nice and deep. That's the stuff. Holy damn, this is going to be all kinds of awesome. Once the hilltop just feels that. Okay, I mean, we're going to get. He has a couple of speeches or a big long speech here. And I guess what I can say if I'm trying to be positive here, that if you like Negan, there's some good Negan one-liners here. And this is a decent Negan monologue comparatively to the same monologue to hearing Joe's voice in my head right now. You mean the same monologue over and over again that you're hearing 10,000 fucking times. Yes, it was a good version of that monologue. Let's continue. Play. Damn, this is going to be all kinds of awesome. Once the hilltop just feels the tip of what we are packing. He just wants to stick the tip in. Just the <laughs> tip. going to drop to their knees. Lickety split. Lick it up split. Yes, <laughs> Lick that shit, Negan. Lick it. So... Okay, so then Negan talks about what he's going to do to Hilltop, and Simon doesn't look too convinced. So we go out to Dwight, who's worried and looking to warn Rick's crew. Si and then Simon gives a speech about what not to do. Let's know a little bit of Simon's speech. Today, it's about scaring these people. We're not going for headshots. Just flesh wounds. Hit a few. It's just a flesh wound. It's just a flesh wound. Leave them living, let them turn. Don't kill them. D, Negan's handling his own transport so you can ride with me. Well, I'm gonna scout ahead, see if anything's coming our way. 
consider it thought, but we got scouts. Scout. <laughs> I, lo I love this. I love this line. We got we got scouts thought, scouting. We got scouts scouting. <laughs> I love that line. That that is an example. If people wanted me to get very specific specific about what I like about Stephen Ogg's performance, and it's never so obvious. Then you get a scene with. Maggie is it with Maggie and Michonne or Michonne and Enid and then they flash over to a scene with with Dwight and and Trevor I keep wanting to call him Trevor and Simon and just seeing both scenes have shitty dialogue shitty shit going on in the shit <laughs> but he just adds this little flavor you know a little touch to the way he delivers dialogue to make it fun and he is definitely the shining, he's a shining star. He's a fucking shining star of this fucking season, Stephen Ogg. And I just love this line delivery. We got scouts scouting. <laughs> and I love the laugh too. We got scouts. You want to scout? We got scouts scouting, you know? Which is not to say you're expendable. What's up, Tim? At all. Listen, ride with me. We make sure you're up to speed on the plan. It's what Negan wants, so I don't know why we're still jawing. I don't know why we're still jawing. He says we do. So, so I don't know. I I just I love every moment that he is allowed to to grace my screen with fucking silliness. And uh, he gives a speech about don't kill them. Dwight wants to scout ahead. And Simon says, no, we have scouts for scouting and you're not expendable. You need to come over here. So then we see Boots and we see Lucille being dipped in the pudding. And Negan driving away with Lucille in a really creepy way saying this shit. Oh, sorry. I didn't get it. You look good, baby. So then we're back in on the fence to Hilltop with Rick and Michonne back home. Rick looks around and looks at the saviors alive there and kind of gives them stink eye. And uh, Michonne points where Judith is, and he grabs Judith, looks at her again, and goes, still doesn't look like my fucking kid. And some rando who probably looks more like <laughs> could be related to Judith than Rick does goes, uh, hey, wait, is this Shane's sister handing, handing over the kid? Anyways, oh, jokes. The <laughs> And I can't wait till Judith wakes up and goes, the punish... The Punisher's my daddy. Fuck you, Rick. You're not my daddy. And it's... Uh, so then we see Daryl, who's there watching, and we get our... Uh, because every episode has to have this. I mean, every episode. Where is, it, where is the fucking shit? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm taking, taking a long time because my stuff's all over the place. It's fucking sad emotional music. I'm trying to find my sad emotional music, but we'll, we'll do this instead. <laughs> we'll play that love. We'll play that. We'll play that one instead. And we'll play we'll play this song instead. This is sad and emotional. But no, that we get our sad piano music again. When Darrow comes along to talk to Rick about dead and alive folks. Hi. This is Daryl Dixon talking to you about what's right and wrong in the world. We have to make an amends. For remember that time we fought, like, you know, back in, like, like a couple of episodes before the mid-season finale last year, you remember that? Remember we fought and we, we had some problems? Well, we need to fix that now. 
even though no one really cares about it because it's been so long since we dealt with it. And they, we have seen each other since then. But, you know, we're going to deal with this now. And I'm Daryl Dixon. This is what I got to say. Browning. Night, Major. About the people that are gone. Great to see you. And the people that are still here. It ain't right. And it ain't fair. Look, about what I did at Sanctuary, trying to end it real quick. I just wanted it done. I didn't want to give him another chance. Not again. Make sure we're all ready. I'll go with you. We should split up. We're covering as much ground as we can. All right. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm gonna be okay. There's just no life to the life. I'm I'm gonna be okay. He's gonna be okay. It's just there's there's very little life to these scenes, and this scene was just sort of like a low scene. But uh, Solitaire makes a good point. This must have been an expensive episode since they had Daryl, Rick, Negan, Maggie. Oh yeah, and Edith. And uh, so then Daryl says he thanks Daryl for uh, getting the people here. He says Daryl thanks. Thanks Daryl. Thanks thank for you. thank you thank you thank you for getting him here. So this is the scene coming up that, to me, was <clears throat> what probably spurned on my Maggie rant and my fucking craziness for fucking thinking what they're doing to Maggie and just making her a boring fucking character. So Maggie gets, like, a line with Rosita. They, they give her a line, and they, it's with Rosita. And this is the single... One of the single worst scenes ever in The Walking Dead. It has zero life, zero meaning to it, zero tension. Two people that aren't horrible actors. They've done decent things in the past, whatever you want to say about Rosita as, as a character. But I believe that the actress can play the character of Rosita. Uh, but in this moment, both of them cease to be people or, or characters at all. And it was just hollow folks delivering dialogue. I cannot believe this is the take they went with. It For me, this was just fucking boring shit on a stick here. And of course, I'm going to put you through it because I have to hear it again. Okay. I just keep going. Oh my god. Oh my god. It's just so boring. Yeah. And it's it just goes back forth. There, it's flat. It's fucking flat. She's she eventually in this scene just. Oh my god. Fuck balls. Shitty stains of poop. Donkey testicle toops. Toops. Poops. It's just a lot of crap here. I'm sorry. No. Porn music for Daryl and Rick. The power of the funk, baby. The pop. Oh, yeah, the funk. Funk it up. Oh, yeah, funk that shit up. Oh, yeah. Hi. 
Okay, so... Then Maggie spots something with binoculars, two crates with a note or some shit like that. I don't know exactly what it is. So then we go. This is what I'm talking about. The, uh, next time, if, if you want to put yourself through some horribleness, rewatch the episode. And watch these two scenes back to back. We get this Maggie, Rosita, dead on arrival scene that is just no life to it. Then we go off to an equally stupid scene, eh, but whatever. Simon and Dwight. And Simon, Stephen Ogg, saves the scene because he's fucking exciting or interesting or gives gives unique line reads or just cool shit that happens. So fucking Stephen Ogg, again, you win the award for the least sucky performance of the night. This. Have a good this. night, DJ. Have a good night, DJ. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, you are fucking amazing. Can someone please explain to me how the hell the car crash, invisible blockade, ghost, strip of nails? I don't know, Double Tree. I cannot explain to you. It was all a blink. That they cut away. They didn't want to explain it. Again, it's a writer's room thing. Hey guys, we're gonna do a car crash. How are we gonna explain this happening? Why don't we cut away for a few minutes and then come back? And then well, they'll just be like the aftershock, but we don't have to explain how it happened exactly. <laughs> That's just dumb enough to work. <laughs> Opportunity to close. Nothing wrong with that. Come on, B. Let's wrap here. Let's get candid. <laughs> Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. I'm so, like, it's shit like that, dude. That just makes him fun to listen to. And I start to perk up a little bit when he's on my screen on the show. I go, oh, fuck. A character that, an actor that cares. An actor that's not checked out. And again, I don't want to necessarily blame the actors. But, but something about what he's doing and no one else is doing. The, okay, Jeffrey D. Morgan's having fun. I, I don't... He's having so much fun, no one will tell him to, you know, you gotta, dude, you're not very, you're not clicking with this character exactly, but I'll, I'll buy that Jeffrey D. Morgan's having a good time too, but, but Stephen Ogg is actually making a difference out there, making people happy, making, making shitty dialogue fly, I mean, this dude deserves, again, this is, has to be some sort of award, at the end of the year, when, uh, when Joe and I are doing our best of thing, excuse me, our issues, award show shit that we should be doing every year that I want to make sure we do next year. What we got to do is best – oh, we got to do the Stephen Ogg Award, the award for the best single performance, and he'll he'll be the first winner. We'll just we'll, – we'll grandfather him into being the first winner. The, the award for turning shitty dialogue into winner lines, and that's what Stephen Ogg does here. This? This? A little road trip. Opportunity to close. Nothing wrong with that. Come on, B. Let's wrap here. Let's get candid. Let's get weird. There's nobody here but us chickens. Top guy to top guy. I just want to know if in your analysis you believe these people are going to cower in a cave after we deliver... I, I could seriously like I, I am not dreading listening back to this dialogue. I'm playing this scene as like more of this not play for any other part of this episode because I just want to hear this guy deliver dialogue. I'm closing my eyes and hearing and hearing Trevor's voice. And I don't know if I don't think it's not just that I fe feel that way because I followed this guy from his voice acting work and 
and, uh, through seeing him in Better Call Saul, seeing him in Westworld, being excited every time I see him on screen. Like, I know people that have no clue, have ever played a Grand Theft Auto game, and they think the same thing about this guy's performance. Or in thought about that when he showed up in Better Call Saul, too. He, he just, he's a scene stealer in the best way, and he doesn't steal it, like, stealing the thunder out of a scene, like, look at me in the way that Jeffrey D. Morgan does in the Negan character. He does it in a way that he makes the scene better. So, I, I don't... Maybe I'm looking for that one kernel of awesomeness, so I'm not just bitching here for an hour and a half about this episode, but he was definitely the one, like, I was digging through, I was stuck in a big pile of shit, someone was dumping shit all over me, and I'm, like, digging through all that shit, and I found one sealed... chocolate piece or something i don't know i found one of a gardelli square caramel milk chocolate square or some shit like that i don't know i just had one of those that's why i'm thinking about it i, I could have come up with a better example but you get my point giant turd sandwich of a fucking episode i gotta fucking come up with fucking good shit to talk about what kind of a fucking asshole am i fuck you fucking no you know somehow i have like bad jiminy cricket hanging out over my shoulder screaming at me I do. I absolutely do. I have a man. I have a character man crush on uh, him as well. So much star scream there. Have a good night, Dave. Great to talk to you. The turning shit into gold award. Yeah, that's. I'm giving him the turning shit into gold award. The polishing a turd award goes to Stephen Ogg. So, okay, so they, they're in the car talking. I actually really like the scene. Simon wants to end it all, and he's maneuvering to take over for Negan. I love Simon. He has Yet a Yet another warning. Don't get paid to think. True. Not true. I value your perspective. Dwight, you've been on both sides of the iron. Well, if you're not going to answer, let me extemporaneously express that I have my doubts this little maneuver is going to deliver the desired outcome. You think we should do it different? No. No, no. Not at all. It's a big man's plan. We'll get it done. No question. Oh, no, I missed that. Walker's gone wild. The first naked walker says Blitz. Says Bliss, Cambridge 33. <laughs> Excuse me. So Simon wants to end it all. So then we go to Rosita getting the note as they read some shit for a location for a meeting and they talk about whether they should give it a chance. Michonne is going to go out and check out the situation and Maggie's hoping that they have in that they have food and Enid is just JSSing and screaming that they shouldn't do it. Whatever. Rick is off to listening to Savior's chatter and sees them coming and watches the music gets intense. He's going to honk his horn, but spots Negan and gets in his car and drives fat shit crazy after Negan. More driving and Simon sees Rick coming and Rick crashing into Negan's car and Dwight and Simon kind of see what happened. And they were like, fuck this. Uh, and, uh, and sort of drive the other direction while Rick starts chasing down Negan's car in a car chase. So then Simon sees it all, and he's hoping this is the end of Negan, as he's hoping Rick and as Rick and Negan have a close-up face car chase, where they flash on each other's faces back and forth as they're both driving around. Simon starts to lead and tell folks that Negan can handle this shit on his own, and they have to stick to the plan. Simon and Dwight are going to check things out on their own, and everyone else needs to calm down and stay in line, because this could all be a trap. <laughs> 
such a trap. Then we go to the horrible car accident of sorts that we didn't really see exactly the the complete extent of it all. But Negan is waking up unconscious. Rick is uh, shouting, is shooting a machine gun. Complete for a man who's on a level of possibly losing, bu- running out of bullets at any time later. He is just willy nilly shooting a machine gun at Negan, and uh, Negan grabs his bat because the bat against the machine gun. Especially if you're Negan, you're no, you're no danger, zero fucking danger of getting hit by rapid gunfire from a co- ex-cop that has a fucking grudge against you that's charging you, but you could grab that fucking baseball bat and be completely fine because reasons fuck you dude walker shouldn't be even in the show anymore they hardly pose a fucking threat i'm gonna add a fucking there rosita's not a trap talk about repeating shit yeah rosita's a tight is tight character lacks charisma though isn't this the place where rick crashed into negan the place where rick ran over the cop i don't know is that the same place shock boy i did not catch when uh, rick ran over a cab a cop i i don't know it Possibly, I don't have a memory for that. People in the live motherfucking chat or the comment section will be able to tell us that later. So then we go to this horrible car accident. Rick fires at him with a machine gun. Great to see Broke Black Man 94 in the live chat. Hope you're feeling better, Broke, after some dental shit. Lots of love, buddy. Dental shit sucks my testicle. So then we go over to some walkers heading in the direction, and Rick walks past them. This is kind of what someone in the live chat was saying. The fucking walkers are no fucking threat. <laughs> They're no fucking threat. Rick just kind of walks past them. Negan floats through them. And here comes the dead. It's a good visual. And if they made the 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 zombies seem a little bit more dangerous at times and get a few more. And I don't know how they could do it at this time. I think it's too late. But. The visual shot of the walkers coming in in this scene looked pretty cool. And then Rick is suddenly out of bullets. Yay. Surprisingly. And Negan has some witty shit These to say about friends, it. These are my friends, Hilda and Midge. Oh, no. Negan... These are my friends. No, he doesn't. Without a plan. You are out of bullets. Come on up. So Rick Rick ends up throwing the axe out of him, and Negan knocks Negan over, and Lucille falls down a giant hole that looks like, and Negan goes, no, and Rick goes to chop off his fingers while he's holding on. He goes, you fucking prick, and Negan falls, but of course he'll survive. Atari Dad says, silly Rick, cars only explode when we shoot them in the movies. Corey says, am I the only one hoping for a Scooby-Doo sequence when they run into a hall full of doorways and begin randomly chasing one another? And Chalkboy says, Corey, you're slightly speeded up and play the Betty Hills theme. Then Corey adds, this is how that scene should have went. Negan, ha, Rick, you're out of bullets. Rick reloads, well, fuck you, and shoots him. And uh, Jay says the walkers haven't been a real threat since season two. The people are the real threat. Uh, Berg says they should add, they should add to the zombie lore. Mary says I root for the walkers. Like in Left for Dead, the zombie leader creates huge hordes. 
I think that's the way you make the zombies a threat anymore. They tried that a little bit, but they, they kind of just went past it. It's in the giant hordes of them. And not enough's been done with that concept. We saw it a little bit in season, end of season six, or was it the beginning of season seven? Or be, beginning of six. I forget, when they did all that stuff, the quarry, when they had to move the giant hordes and stuff. I'd love to see more of that come into play, but... You, that's not how you make more money. That's not how AMC makes more money. It's, it's by making things dialogue heavy and putting as many commercials in as possible by making every episode eight extra minutes so you can put one or two extra commercial breaks in and less show. Ting! The, a, the AMC way. <laughs> as Michonne drives to her ransom meet and also Maggie and Eden are there too. And it's some stranger and here's where from 24... These are my friends, Hilda and Midge. Who we meet. And you are? Suspicious. But curious enough to see what I have to offer for food and music. I do hope the records are music. I don't accept spoken word. If you're out here, you know you can take care of yourselves, and I like that. I don't care. A couple of good thoughts from Berg. Make them fast zombies, sudden evolution in the virus. Some evolution in the virus thing would be more would be an interesting concept to get into. I mean, I think we'd have to learn more about the about the outbreak itself to to go into that direction, but it would be interesting to learn to see something like that start to progress and uh, see some just see some sort of evolution with the threats. I mean, I thought maybe we could see it more with maybe, maybe seeing some zombie animal, zombified animals. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> In more context like that. I don't know. For smarter people than me. <laughs> this with the no, it's exactly for me. There's different awesome fucking ways. You, you named. You're a smarter person than me because you came up with a couple of really awesome modes. I've heard other people come up with cool things too. The hordes, faster evolutions, mega evolutions. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> to playing too much Pokemon X. Good. Ain't it? Han Hannibal says, read Cell by Stephen King. I would recommend reading a lot of Stephen King. Stephen King's, uh, love, love the Stephen King books. Or uh, Stephanie does especially. She'll, my mom will sometimes read to me uh, for bedtime stories. So then we uh, we go to Maggie who uh, comes out and says, give me what you got. Give us what you have. Give me what I'm you got. I'm afraid I can't do that. Give, it, give me everything. I come bearing knowledge. No, give me it trade. all. Essential knowledge for the future. Oh, essential knowledge for the future. In my head and uh, I prefer to keep. Should we, should we, should we uh, imagine what Joe would say? People in the live chat right now, I'd love to you guys to know as we play the rest of the scene. I'd love you guys to tell me what would you imagine in the live chat Joe Dirty Locks would say about this scene right now. You're trading knowledge. That's what I have. I've made the same offer before. Fill the crates, get the knowledge. Simple as that. It's not a trick, just a fair trade. I promise you. It's an act of benevolence. Why would you do that? What else should I do? Paul says, this scene made no sense. How did they get past the lookouts? Why did four of the best fighters go out to meet them when they're waiting for Negan to attack? What the flying fuck? Okay, 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 okay. 
the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> Is there any hint to cure for a zombie virus? Suck my balls on this scene right now. Suck my balls. Good ones, Tob. Is there any hint for cure in the zombie virus in the show? No. No, there was in the escape the room that I did today and failed and let the zombie apocalypse it get get blown up. Excuse me. So this might all be my fault. <laughs> it's all my fault. Blame me. I suck. <laughs> Joe, let's go to Joe again. You're going to trade me knowledge? Knife to the fucking back of the head. Assholes. Knowledge. Eat a fucking dick. Rosita. And then Enid says... No way anyone survives going around doing... You can't JSS doing this. She should... I, that's my only hope. Like, I would have... I would have celebrated Enid if she instead of said... No one survives like this. She's just... You don't JSS this way. I'm upset. Carl died. No way anyone survives going around doing what you say you're doing. But we do. And we will. Because I can divine that you are a fine group. Manners notwithstanding. Why don't they get to the point? We give you windmills for the record. We get, why be ambiguous here? I agree. And thank you. I was trying to think of that word earlier, Paul. Thank you for letting me know what it is. Brooks says, it's obvious the chick has the same abilities as Professor X. How else would she get past the outpost? Excellent point, Broke. Oh, great to see M1. Hello, rest in peace, Negan. We can hope. I think we're all on the hopeful death watch of Negan, M1. T0. Smiley face. Great fucking name, buddy. Uh, Berg says, kill everyone and start over. Fucking A. Do it. Just fucking do it. Kill them all. What do you have to say about that strange, ugly bear? Yeah, dude. Wait, the camera's not on me anymore. Move the fucking camera down, asshole, so people can see me. There I am. I fell down. <laughs> I fell down and went boom. Like this episode went fell down and went boom. Thank you, weird fucking shit over there. No, no. Get the, get, get out of here. Get out of here. You're, you're, you're horrible. Joe has not ranted yet. Joe will unfortunately not be with us this evening due to work, which or which he's he's never more happy to work than the Sunday nights that he can miss The Walking Dead. But Joe will be with us midweek sometime to share his thoughts on this week's episode of The Walking Dead. We'll do a live thing during the day one week, one day this week. And he will be back next week to talk about the episode. And he has said he is going to be getting very drunk next week with talking about The Walking Dead. So make sure you join us next week to watch Joe take shots and talk about his thoughts on the newest episode of The Walking Dead. And Cadigan uh, says this episode was all right. It was, as I say, it was an improvement from last week. I don't know where exactly that leaves it, but I do do think it was better than last week. So we're back with Rick looking for Negan, and he is alive. And uh, Negan is on his hands and knees looking for Lucille, and he's really looking for the Lucille. I'm a goddamn cat. Come on, baby. Do it, baby. Where are you? Do it. <laughs> Did 
Yeah, Joe's off being a male escort tonight. It's Joe <laughs> Joe Bigelow male gigolo. Joe's off doing doing what he needs to do to keep uh to keep bread on the table to feed the crow. So uh <laughs> so he's out there do, doing doing business, doing business. The crows out there walk it, walking animals, pet sitting, flying all over the place, studying. Studying's going to be the most amazing uh warg. I mean, what better position for a warg other than working with animals? So it connects to animals on different levels like Vulcan mind melds with them and shit. It's amazing. And Joe's the male escort. So it's a, it's a good it's a good it's a good parallel for the, for the uh the Dirty Locks family. It's good stuff. <laughs> so, Fire Lucille, Joe Gigolo. We need Joe Gigolo rants. You know what he is? He was a Gigolo. Is he's a Gigolo aunt? So, uh, let's continue here. We're back with the Rick looking for Negan. He's alive. Oh fuck yeah! So Negan continues. He talks something about like crossing dicks or something. Uh -huh. I'm gonna, as I play this clip, I'm gonna run really quick and get a beer. I will be right fucking back. Let's. Put Joe's face here just to keep you company while we play this scene. No, you're working through some shit. The worst kind of shit, I know. But if you aren't the most stubborn know-it-all prick I've ever crossed dicks with. Why didn't you just let me save you, Rick? I'm good at it. I saved everybody at the sanctuary. The outpost, Hilltop, Kingdom. I saved them all. Their kids? Throw up safe. They didn't lose one after we took over. All those people were doing just fine for Rick Grimes. Okay, sorry. I think I made it back in time, right? Okay, here I am. I'm back. Fuck. Fuck, fuck, fuck. So, in that scene, in that, in that scene, in that scene, I had two beers, I'm fucking Jack. Rick versus Negan. Where are you, Negan? I'm going to need to timestamp that part to hear about the, uh, the, the bird family. Rick. And in this corner, Rick rhymes in a round two. Where can win? Where are you, Negan? Uh, where the fuck are you, cat? Don't fucking knock my shit down, fucking fucking kitty cats okay so negan continues crossing dicks some shit like that negan is yelling shit rick uh sees some uh so a sign that says eaters which is uh kind of cool i love being i love a reminder this is minor awesome point right here that I, I like the reminder that of the different names people call the walkers so negan can't find lucille she he's freaking out and it's 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 really a sad moment in the whole entire scene i mean it's it reminds me of of uh, as I trying to pick, pull something up. You always tell when I'm trying to pull something up. I'm like I start stuttering. I'm like, what, what was I trying to say? It's it's awful. It's awful. What am I what am I trying to figure out here? And it's yeah, he's uh, it, and he's looking around for knee. He's looking around for Lucille somewhere. He's crying, and uh, it's it's almost like this. It's almost like this scene right here. He's looking. Like, where is it? Where is Lucille? I got. So he keeps attacking Rick verbally. There's a lot of uh, a lot of this dialogue and silence and stuff. Come on, where is it? Oh, see, this is what 
This is what happens when you do a live show. You can't have things prepared. Well, I wanted to have the Wilson line from Tom Hanks. Wilson. Anyways, he's uh he's looking for he's looking for Lucille. So he keeps attacking Rick verbally. And here, let's listen to the, let's listen to a little bit more, Nico. A one-time deal that I will make in the memory of your badass son, someone that I actually respected. Alexandria to fall in line and our arrangement is back in place and you are forgiven Rick I will lower my take from 50 to 25 percent a lousy 25 percent but you you got to come work for me janitorial to start not bad at all your people they get to live like 75 percent so he tries to do this whole fucking thing where he tells, uh, just because he really, really, really needs uh, Lucille back. He's offering him 25%. Rick is just like, fuck you. What about the trash people? You killed the trash people. And Negan realizes that Simon went against his word and killed all those folks. Okay, uh, before we go, is this the end of Lucille? No, Lucille will never be, never be done. I've seen that old lady from House of the Cards. She played Kathy. She wasn't bad. I thought she was quite convincing. I believe she was also on 24 as well, as I mentioned. We've got two people waiting on the phone lines. Let's uh, take a couple calls. First off, we got, I believe, Jay. So let's take uh, Jay's call and see what Jay's up to tonight. Let's see if this works. The phone lines. Hello? Hey, Jay, what's going on, buddy? Can you hear me? Yeah, what's up? Um, uh, a comment and a question. Do it. Uh, well, comment is, and this is a pure speculation because I no longer watch the show, so I can't be, um, you know, uh, you know, have like figured this out or something. But maybe Negan dies by getting beaten by Lucille in the head. And uh, my question is. Before, when I asked you if Negan would turn out to be a better villain than the governor, you said unequivocally. Do you still feel he's a better villain than the governor was? No. Um, and, Jay, do you know what I'm going to say to that? I'm going to say that so sometimes, sometimes I am... Uh, I, I'm sorry, I'm stalling. Sometimes... You're a talker. I'm a talker. Listening to talkers... I need to... Makes me thirsty. It makes me thirsty. Any more words come pouring out your... I'm talking about myself here, not you. <laughs> I'm going to have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. Yep, yep. And I got to blow up. Bam. I was fucking wrong. I was fucking a thousand, thousand percent wrong. Dude, a uh, hundred billion fucking times wrong, Jay. Uh, uh, so, and that's your answer. Love you, buddy. I'll talk to you soon. So good, good to have Jay as always. And yes, I'm fucking wrong. And uh, let's. We also have area code seven eight one. I think I know who this is, but I don't like making assumptions as I'm a big enough ass as is. So, caller, who are you? Where the fuck you calling from, dude? You know who I am. Yeah, Hannibal. How's it going, buddy? Hey, what's up, brother? No, I was just saying, how come people think this Negan dude is a badass? I mean, I think I could whip his ass. <laughs> I mean, he's got a bat. Steal his fucking bat. Beat him in the head with it. And he's fucking sleeping. <laughs> I know. I mean, I haven't watched the show. I mean, I, just, I listen to your streams. That's why I fucking know about kind of the show. But I, don't, I stopped watching it at season four. 
Yeah, at some at some point, it's just he's just and Joe talks about this a lot, dude. It's someone's just got to grab that bat and beat the fucking shit out of him. It's all he is. It's talking. I I mean, I guess on the show, it comes down to, as you know, sometimes the person that can talk the most shit people sometimes listen to. But eventually that person should just get the fucking crap kicked out of him. Because I don't, th- I think Negan's more lucky. Yeah, but he than sounds tough. like a pussy, though. He yeah. sounds like a fucking. I'm not gonna say that the word, but he sounds like that. And like so, like I think Rick could take that motherfucker. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the old Rick. I don't know if there's a new Rick. Dude, I, mean, I don't know. Dude, you you're know? so I'm you're so fucking, fucking right. You're so fucking right, dude. And uh, Hannibal, thanks for the call, buddy. H- Hannibal is absolutely right because because Rick has proved himself. You're telling me that Negan. Is is tougher than Mayor Joe Hale there, or the guy from the Clamors that uh, Rick fucking bit his fucking face off? Negan's not, at least not the way they made Negan in the show. And this is where I get into a little bit of of book versus show stuff. Not that, as I've mentioned, I've only read up to issue 100, but I do know I've listened to a lot of people talk about Negan. The prototypical view of what Negan should have looked like or looks like in the comics, you could imagine Henry Rollins in his Black Flag days. Like, like totally crazy Rollins band days with the the huge fucking shoulders. Like, he's supposed to be a lot more built, at least in my imagination and how I always thought of him in my head from the way people talked about him or the way that I saw him in what I had read. So, Jeffrey D. Morgan... Is kind of a skinny dude, and he talks a lot and doesn't seem as tough in in the way that the Negan character, I think, is supposed to seem tough. And I think that's part of the problem, too, with some of the shit he's trying to pull off because of what Hannibal is saying. He's right. He just comes off as someone that you just don't buy that you would – you that people might listen to because he's kind of – seems a little bit like a little bit of a fucking piece of shit, like, like just, a, just a little douche. I don't know. I have, I have like a problem against dead silence, so I have to like play a stupid music cue when I let my fucking cat out of the fucking door. No, be drunk. You're in the right fucking place to be drunk, buddy. You you have you have found your way into the ama- into the right place to be drunk or fucked up, eating tons of sandwiches. Welcome to the fucking party, pal. Uh, Cadigan says some of Negan in Rick's dialogue was cringy, like it made Negan sound like a bitch. Says Cadigan. Paul says Negan should have looked like the wrestler Big Show, something like that. Paul, like he should have he should have been physically imposing to go with the cockiness. And Jeffrey D. Morgan is. They don't make him seem that big and tough, but I think that's something that should have been. Comic book Negan is a badass. TV show Negan's a scrawny little bitch, says Tom himself. Uh, fucking every fucking chicken in this fucking place. Negan is a better opposing force than the governor in concept, I would say. Uh, thank you, Phil. You just said everything the Walking Dead critics don't have the balls to say because they don't want to offend the actor. He's a good actor, and I think he's good in certain fucking parts. Like, but like, he is just completely fucking mismatched for this fucking part. Uh, at, from the standpoint of being believing that someone could get away with the cocky shit that Negan says, he needs to be a bigger fucking dude. Like, he needs to look like someone said the Big Show or Young Rollins or so many other. Fucking, 
I don't know. I don't know why Stone Cold Steve Austin just popped in my fucking 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 head for some reason. I don't know. Just some someone that's just big and imposing and and almost like a body not a bodybuilder physique, but pretty fucking big. And Jeffrey D. Morgan just doesn't have the physicality for it. Whatever. Or misdirected. Very possibly, dude. Very fucking possible. Okay, let's continue with this fucking horseshit. So then Rick says, not this. I Again, and I'm mentioning, I'm, I'm having fun. I'm getting silly. I'm getting a little fucking buzzed and having a good time babbling to you guys about this episode. But ultimately, this episode is not as offensive to me as last week's was. And I, I've said that like two or three times. I'll keep saying, I'll probably say it five more times. Just to, just to make... Just to have like a point of reference, just to get pers- gain a little bit of perspective here. This was a slight improvement from last week's episode. But what I, again, I don't like is just an overall arc thing. I'm going to get to it at the end, but scenes from next week pissed me off more than anything. You mean it's another week? How long is it are they going to drag out the drive to fucking Hilltop? You know, you, you think one episode is enough for a drive to Hilltop? it's it's just an hour time like this whole episode wasn't even a day come on can we speed up the time a little bit because does this really help you write more compelling stories to have time go at a snail's pace no 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 honey no no sweetie sweetie walking dead no baby don't do that sit on uncle phil's ketchup couch sit over here get squirty T- tell me your problems. T- tell me what. You- tell me what you don't like about yourself. I'm listening. Like all the fucking shit. I'm. I'm here. Come on. T- talk. Talk. What the fuck? Fuck. Negan, we got was the edge. We need Stone Cold. It. I guess I mean when I think about Stone Cold, I think about the way he like talks shit. And and I imagine him. Negan. I always imagine Negan being that kind of professional wrestler. I always thought if they did Negan on the show, that they would cast some really charismatic professional wrestler to do it, or be, or because I didn't think Rollins could pull it off from an acting standpoint. And he was he's older now, and he can't, he can't play the part. <clears throat> of course, you love the episode. It had the cheesy action cliches you love. Yeah, exactly. Shiny things make me happy, Tom. It doesn't take a lot to make me at least not be bored the shit you know just throw me some flashy things i like flashy things on shows that should have flashy things <laughs> no honey no 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 needs to be intimidating like the ultimate warrior i thought that would be fucking great but again it negan should have been a professional wrestler you shouldn't have cast a big name actor to play the part you should have cast some sort of force of nature kind of character and i that could talk shit like and there are professional wrestlers that are good shit talking actors that you put them in the right context they probably would have been more effective than a actor that probably has more creative acting training that understands meisner and the stanislavski system but you know what Sometimes that shit don't matter fuck if they're ju- if you're just not right for the part, okay? So, sorry dude. <laughs> sorry Jeffrey D. Like you in some stuff, not in this. So Rick tells Negan about the Jadis and the trash people. Scavenger. Kill all of them. The whole community just wiped out. Wiped out. 
I'm the best of all time. Don't mess with me, Negan. I'll fuck you up. You say? Negan, I'll kick your ass. Fucking who's in trouble? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Master, uh, when Master Shredder comes home. I Tatsu, lead, lead Foot Clan now. No, you're not leading the fucking Foot Clan anymore, dude. Master Shredder's coming home to fucking roost and stick his fucking spiky bat up your fucking dirty ass, Simon. I hope Simon wins that fight. It's not gonna happen. Negan's untouchable, motherfuckers. See, in times like this, you realize you choose. Yeah, seriously, Cadigan, and I don't want to be that guy because obviously, I mean, anyone that listens to this podcast or watched us, to the detriment, sometimes you could say, or some have argued, or could say, of of, of the the universal acceptance of our channel. <laughs> Joe and I don't fucking stop ourselves from fuckity fuckity fuck fuck fuckity fuck. We don't give a flying fuck burger, okay? But I like to say it doesn't fucking it doesn't fucking matter. Either way, you can be able to deliver something good, but I'm wrong. Some characters, some things need it. Sometimes hearing a character say motherfucker or fuck like certain people saying certain words connect in a way that you can't quite explain in words. That's what why you can't fucking verbalize comedy. I can't explain why hearing someone like Eddie Murphy or Richard Price say the word motherfucker is like the funniest thing in the world to me. Eddie Murphy stopped being funny when he stopped swearing. It's as simple as that to me. It's a clear turd. And I don't, it's not that he stopped being funny altogether, but because uh, the Shrek donkey's funny. But it's just a simple example of it. Certain characters, certain things, you need it. You couldn't do... Beverly Hills Cop 3, because the character didn't wasn't the same character. It wasn't a fucking cursing sort of whatever. That made Axel Foley, someone that was on the line of the law. And then if you have uh, Eddie that doesn't want to swear, doesn't want to say motherfucker, a word that you're fucking famous for your stand of, I don't give a fuck, motherfucker, motherfucker. Some characters, some comics need to have ways that they get across what they do. And the Negan character, as as petty as this may seem, saying fuck is an important part of it. Interesting creative swears. So instead of that, we get nursery rhymes. We get shit that I'd say that I have to say when I'm, uh, you know, working working an audience of uh, younger kids, and I have to go gobbledygoo, zippity doo, mother grabber, poopity pop, well, not exactly all of that. I think I, I think I fit in a poop there. I, I make sure I don't say that. But you know what I mean. You got to fill in the words with something else. And that's what we get with Negan. We get Negan filling in the swear words with, well, alligator testicle, Rick. You're a big alligator testicle with your uniformed humanity, douche brain. Why don't you go chuck yourself off a river, Rick, the dick? <laughs> Aren't I funny? Fuck you, you're not funny. Broke said something about Samuel Jackson, but he took it out of there. <laughs> There's nothing wrong when swear words are used as long as it's used when needed. Exactly. There's certain contexts, certain situations where it's not needed or overused or sometimes used in humorous context. And at some point, it just doesn't matter. You, you, 
Only you can be the judge of stuff like that. But they don't give us the choice with Negan. And I think I'd rather them bleep it than have him say some of the shit they have him say. Mm. It's like when some albums have censored versions of the songs. I'd always rather the bleep than changed, compromised lyrics of a song to fit into censor bullshit. If Samuel Jackson doesn't say motherfucker, the film isn't right, unless it's Star Wars. And you could argue that the prequel movies would have been better if Sam Jackson said motherfucker a couple of times. So Rick tells Negan about Jadis and yada, yada, yada. So then uh, D says, looks like there's some new faces in the episode. Why? Thoughts? We've got to progress our storyline and their characters that are going to be more important next season. So then Dwight and Simon walk, and Simon's trying to get a feel for Dwight. This is some more good you Simon stuff. About Clipping him yourself? You mean when he took my wife or burned my face? No. Never thought about that. Not once. But you didn't because you chose to survive instead of focusing on past discomforts. You were an adult. You did what you had to, to live. And yet our leader is not doing the same. If it was my call, we'd say enough. Good to see Spotlight movie reviews. Tom himself, Broke uh, Berg, lots of people in the live motherfucking chat tonight. Thank you to all you guys for joining us and people that are hoping to hear what, hoping to hear, of course, the, uh, the question most people have when they tune into our reviews after the episode ends. They want to know. What did you think? What did you, what did you think? What did you, what did you think? Was it good or did it really fucking stink? Like, I believe, as Tom just put in the chat here, uh, motherfucking dick suck cunt fuckity fuckity fucker fuck 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 fuckers. Negan from the comics. It, and I mean, there's just something about casting someone that can effectively say those lines and them delivered in a proper way. And then it gives you an excuse to watch the sh rewatch the show on Netflix or something. I think they should have be bleeped it and uh, cast someone different as Negan. But I continue. I'm not done here yet, quite yet. We're close to the end. We're getting closer to the end. Do I know? I think I, I think everyone, we can all predict what Joe's going to think about this episode. And I, as I said, I will talk to him midweek or at least talk to him at the beginning of next week's episode about what he thought about this. But we will talk to him at some point this week. So Dwight and Simon are walking and Simon's trying to get a feel for what Dwight wants to do. And it's just going, going uh, back and forth here between the two of them. This is a good line. Well, here I am. My nuts blowing in the breeze, naked as a jaybird. What do you say? That's how I always feel, Simon. 
So uh, they check out the scene and they find uh, Negan's car that he was driving and they see the bucket of all the shit. And Simon really wants Negan dead. You can just see it in his eyes. And he just wants uh, to give up now. But to, it, but And so does Dwight, but neither one wants to, or neither one wants to directly say it. It's actually the most interesting aspect of this entire episode. The Dwight and Simon interaction. This of the fact that they both want to say fuck Negan. Simon's a little bit more overt about it, but then Dwight eventually catches up to what he's doing and then goes, okay, fuck, fuck all I'm in. I'm all in on this too. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I like it. I like Simon kind of probing him. You're not upset. You never thought about killing Negan. Yeah, of course. But they decide Negan's dead and they head off. So then we go back to the hilltop and, uh, and we go into the office with Jerry and he and Maggie or Maggie is like Maggie's number one. And she's looking at him in a very uh, nice way. Michonne comes in and then they uh, they they talk about letting these new people go. And Maggie's like, no, we need to steal their food. And Enid's like, yeah, dude, that's what we need to do. Fuck these people. They're still alive anyways. What was the that? Enid? They're on their way. Yes, let's kill them all. We're gonna fight, and some of us will die, so why should we give a shit about people who don't give a shit about themselves? And out there living like that? We take their stuff, and we use it. We stop pretending that things just work out. They don't. Carl rescued Sadiq, and now we have a doctor. Carl's dead! <laughs> Eden's like, no, he's dead. And we have a friend. This was just all annoying. And it's one of those things that I just don't care. I find these scenes really flat and really repetitive. It's the, it's over and over again. I don't want to get into who's right, who's wrong in this scene. I don't fucking care who's right and wrong in this scene. I just want this shit to be over while it's happening. And I don't know if that's on me, that's on the show, that's on fucking... Well, it's either on me or on the show, right? Those are the only two. But whatever the fuck it's on, it's on one of the two of them, and I don't like it. I didn't have any interest in any of this fucking crap. So Rick keeps going, and he uh, he keeps going, and and uh, Negan wants to make a deal. What did I say? Oh, that was never going to last. Sooner or later, you were going to meet someone like me. You can't save me. Or my people, or even yours. You can't save it. Tom, it's funny you say that because one note that I have in my notes right now from Stephanie, Stephanie said it, she could come in here and say it herself, but she won't, is uh, that she said, can someone get give Enid a good bra? <laughs> so I don't know what that means. I don't understand it. I don't understand such a thing. I don't understand what you meant, but... But that's uh, that's that's one piece of notes I have for uh, or a comment from Stephanie that said, "Will someone give uh, give Enid a good bra?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what that means. So uh, <laughs> so Rick keeps going and he says, "Yeah, him and Negan. Uh, he lets he wants to kill. You don't care. He's gonna kill. He's going to kill Lucille on Negan. Negan can't handle it. He can't handle it." You use people. Great food. To sleep with you. To protect you. The only thing you care about is this bat. 
Lucille. Hey, I'll make you a deal. I'll let you kiss her. <laughs> yep, I agree, Tom. Stephanie knows a thing or two about those things. And Cadigan says, ladies, we all know what Stephanie means when she says that. You touch her! Don't touch her! Don't touch her! Where? I'm sorry, I know that's supposed to be his, like, scary voice, but it ends up sounding like Cookie Monster to me. Don't touch her! Don't touch her! Don't touch her! Come get her. And then he burns her and he tries to bash, bash the shit out of her. So we come back in and Negan is is wrestling Rick to try to get Lucille back. Walkers are coming in. He's like, get your dirty hands off her. As they, as they wrestle, Negan's looking like he's about to get bit, but no, no, not at all. Rick does not care about dying as long as Negan dies too. As long as it's you first. So he doesn't give a shit, but ultimately Negan grabs fiery Lucille and this is all much to do about nothing as he bashes his way out of there and easy peasy lemon breezy and Rick bashes his way out of there with an axe no problem did Negan get out if anyone doesn't think Negan got out I gotta I gotta I got some beachfront property to sell you here okay just just give, give me your give me you can send your ten thousand uh, uh, dollar first uh, first donation I will call it. We'll call it a donation to uh, to my PayPal. You can find it in the description box below if you uh, if you believe Negan didn't get out of there alive. So uh, maybe we'll see Naked Walker in Victoria's Secret Store and need an episode. So many wrong shit about this scene. So many action cliches. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so Maggie eventually, and then we get into Maggie caving to peer pressure. Basically, that's. I mean, what else can I say about this? Ma Maggie Fulfill your four crates. doesn't Thank listen to go. Joe's Stranger Danger talks. They're going to want that to be sooner than later. I accept, but I'm changing the terms. This one, no more. Cadigan adds, of course neither of them are going to get bit. I mean, come on. That was an action sequence. It just felt forced. I like the... That he threw the hatchet at Negan's head. I like that moment too. That he did throw the hatchet. I like. I like that moment. That was my favorite moment of their interaction. When when uh, Negan was right there and he j and Rick's out of bullets for a second, as we're suddenly in reality for a moment, and he just throws the fucking hatchet at his head and he falls down and stuff. That was pretty good. Okay, so they exp so uh, okay so I'm sorry, I lost myself. So Maggie caves to peer pressure here. In addition, you can have a sizable portion of my food stores. From the looks of things around here, you need it far more than we do. You're giving us... And what it seems like in this situation is that this thing has been evolving since the coffee shop. Let's, let's listen to this because I do think this is going to be important information for next season for people that are s still going to be caring, I guess. In exchange for what? Records. And good faith. To be clear, this isn't a gift. It's barter. I'll be back. Maybe not for a while. Wait, wait. It's not a gift. It's barter. You'll be back. So it's really like Negan stuff. 
on a on a lesser level, right? I don't know. I don't. I could be wrong. The music in the scene tells me I should trust these people, <laughs> but I, I'm very curious to hear what Joe thinks about this later. I am very dubious of this fucking bullshit. And by then, I expect great things. Here is the aforementioned key to a future. Inside, there are handwritten plans for windmills, water mills, silos, hand-drawn schematics, guides to refining grain, creating lumber, aqueducts, a book of medieval human achievement, so we may have a future from our past. <coughs> Excuse me. Yes, I know. See, hear that music? That music tells me it's a good thing. And all this stuff is good information to have. But, I don't know. Nothing comes without a price. And she's she's all, all but promising that she's going to come back and collect something at some point later. She says she's doing it, perhaps just staking them, seeing something in their future. Or it's a test to see if they accept the deal. And because they accepted the deal, it's good shit's going to happen now or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I have trouble accepting that. They're in my head, but I made photo. I actually like that scene. It was good. Still, it's been an evolving document since the coffee shop. Thank you. Since the coffee shop. Build this place up. I want those other crates filled when I get back. Cheeses for Hilda, pickles for Midge. Yeah, Midge needs some pickles. Let's see what we can do. Yeah, get Midge a fucking pickle. Can so, can so, dude, can someone get Midge a pickle? Oh, feel him trying. Get Midge a fucking pickle. Pickle. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. I get silly. <clears throat> uh, okay, so all that seems all right, I guess. We'll get into that later. So then we see a weird, weird, fucking weird, I don't why, why was this an angle like this? This is where we get into artsy-fartsy bullshit again. We get this weird angle of Enid as she admits she killed somebody. I killed Natanya. She was out there trying to kill anyone she came across, and we came across her. Tom says the sandwiches make me paranoid. So she's I a killed her. She's just a nice old lady. Alive. And Carl saved someone, and he's dead. <laughs> How the hell are we supposed to do this? Are we supposed to just stop? <laughs> get this, get this woman a cucumber. <clears throat> I don't know. I can, I'm not sure if I can listen to all this. So we just get this, and we get this top of the school bus. I don't think Carl wanted us. Where it says school because Enid's getting an education here. She's, she, you can't just JSS Enid. No more. Fighting for our future. You gotta fight for a future. But I think he was telling us that we got to, to get make to our a future, change. It's take more. For once in your life. Saviors are coming right now. And we're gonna got fight to be them. Good. Gonna make a difference. But gonna there's make gotta a be something more. <laughs> oh, things are gonna be good. Oh, goodness is happening. Up on fucking shut the fuck up. Okay, so that's, uh, that's how I feel about that scene. So, uh, Simon is back, and he's like, Negan is gone forever. We just found blood. Or he doesn't say Negan's gone forever. He says that Negan's gone. We couldn't find him. He may be back. We all need to do what we're told and stick to the plan because what's your name? 
Who are you? Who are you? Who am I? Negan. I'm Negan. Who? Negan. 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 I am Negan. It really was a horrible camera angle, Cavgate. It's not... It's it's understated to talk about how horrible the camera angle was. And it's, it's very rare that I will pinpoint that. It's more often I will take a scene that Joe is talking about that's a piece of shit and say, hey, that was pretty good camera angle right there. This, I'm, I'm taking, I'm taking my time to say that this was a shitty, shitty camera angle. Let's get back to everyone saying they're Negan. Oh no, sorry. Negan. Negan. I'm Negan. I am Negan. I'm Damn ne right you are. Carl died like an idiot. Why are they treating him like a prophet? Thank you, Paul. Thank you for saying that more succinctly than I can say in a whole fucking two-hour podcast. Fucking A right. Why? Why to fucking Strawberry Shortcake's ass? Why? We all are. Because we're all Negan. Don't matter if the big man ain't here. The big man sucks. We're still Negan. I'm the new Negan. We don't know if he's gone, gone. He could very- Do I like you, like you, like you, like you? But anyways, let's listen to the shining star of the turd sandwich, Mr. Stephen Hawk. I'll be back. Our plan, Negan's plan, was to go on to Hilltop and put the fear of God in these people so that finally once and for all they get with the program. But after what just happened, what they did to Negan, that tells me that what we need from them is beyond them. It's time we come to accept that. And once we do, It'll become crystal clear there's only one thing left for us to do. We must expunge them. We must redact them. They are a mistake that we shall now erase. We are moving on. For Negan! Yes! For Negan! I'm Negan! I'm Negan! I'm Negan! I'm Negan, motherfucker! Are you Negan? I'm Negan. I'm feeling it. I'm I'm angry. I was trying to play some I was trying to get at the exact right time to play some fucking like crazy fucking metal song. I was going to play Metallica Kill 'em All, but then I realized the video would probably get flagged. So hey, let's do this instead. I'm Negan! I'm Negan! Fucking Negan! So then. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> So then, ultimately, like, the the episode sort of just putters out here at the end. Simon says he, uh, yeah, you heard all that. Then we go off to Negan's face in the passenger of a car, and he wakes up, and it's Jadis who has him at gunpoint. And he says, aw, shit. 
And then next week we see Carol and Rick and Morgan and the kid, uh, new Carl or, uh, walking dead. Ollie, we see Maggie and Jerry. We see the trucks arriving. We see another episode of waiting for the saviors to get here. So I think without a shadow of a doubt, next week's episode is going to be the savior is getting there. And the end of the episode will be the saviors arriving, which will lead into the following episode, which will be when it actually, whatever confrontation we have at the, at, at Hilltop actually happens. So fuck. So, uh, so let's start to wrap things up here at the end. We got to expunge. Let's take a couple more live motherfucking chat comments and check to see if we have any text or anything like that. But if anyone wants to get any last minute voicemails in right now, 781-990, uh, where the fuck, let me go over here, 990-8509. And our phone lines are open for another 10 minutes. So if you want to get one last phone call in, now is a good time. But we're going to start to wrap things up. Thank you, Big Kev. Have a good night, dude. We'll talk to you soon. Hopefully, as always, all your draws end up coming fucking uh, suited and royal and fucking amazing one these days. Well, I, I don't want to be sitting across from you like against you in a game of poker because I don't want to lose my money. But uh, hopefully one day uh, <laughs> you can watch me play poker, then give me tips on how to be better. So I think I think that I think that's more that's more the uh, the, the goal. Watch me play some shitty fucking uh, cheap money tournament and uh, and uh, watch me and tell say, listen, dude, you suck here. Uh, fucking this is what you should do. That's what I hope. Midnight chat attack. Fucking Nick is Diaz in the Midnight Chat Attack. If you haven't already, check out the Midnight Chat Attack. Great fucking stuff. Lots of awesome, funny people uh, doing fucking great stuff and great streams. So check them out. Just tuned in. Y'all better be uh, nice to my boy Negan tonight. He was great. He was great. So uh, Nick, lo Nick was loving his Negan tonight. And as I said, if you're a Negan fan... Maybe tonight's episode was a little better for you than not. Broke, have a good night as I'm going to start to wrap things up. Are you going to go see the finale in an AMC theater? D, I thought about it. I don't know. Are they showing it that f final night? Is it being shown on the season finale evening? If it is and Joe doesn't have to work that evening, I would love for Joe and I to go to the movie theater and then to both come back here and do the final recap of the season. I'll look into that if it's possible. I'm all for doing that if Joe's down to do that too. And uh, going going to the theater and then coming right here and doing the recap probably a little later than normal as it might take us some time to get back from the theater. But uh, but I'd be totally down to do that. I'll talk to Joe about that next week and I'll look into it over the week. So everybody, I want to thank everyone in the live motherfucking chat for being awesome tonight. You guys are great. Thank you for our callers. Thank you for all of our friends. And if you're listening to the audio cast later, thank you to all the guys all you guys that are listening to it on iTunes or Podbean, wherever, definitely let us know if you're enjoying the show. Make sure you give us some iTunes ratings and let us in comments and stuff so more people can find the show. And if you're on YouTube watching us live, share the fucking channel and help us grow. So everyone, let's take a look one more time. Big Kev, Broke D, Hannibal, Cadigat, Nick, uh, Mike, Paul, Super Mario, Tom himself, everyone else that popped down in here tonight. You guys are all awesome. Love you guys. We'll talk to you next week where Joe Dirty Locks is back. I will also be back a few times this week. Uh, once at 
definitely with Joe to talk about his thoughts on this week's episode of The Walking Dead. And then maybe one other time for a special podcast this coming Friday. I'm going to try to put something together. And then maybe on Thursday as well might be a Sopranos live watch. It's been a while since we did one of those live watches. And uh, Matt and I have been talking about doing a Sopranos one. So nothing uh, set in stone, but that's possibly what's coming up this week. And of course, some random game streams as well. So everyone, if you haven't already and you enjoyed this video, please hit the like button. Please hit the subscribe button. Share the channel with a friend. Have a good night, everyone. You guys are awesome, as always. Cannot say enough thank yous. We'll be back very soon. Oh, no, thank you. What's that?